Welcome to May I, the weekly podcast from the Academy for Hospitality Arts. I am Noah Parks, your humble host and veteran of the hospitality industry. Each week, this podcast is our chance to discuss all things hospitality with industry professionals, members of our faculty, guests that are passionate about hospitality. We have a focus for each episode, but the discussion is as wide-ranging as our industry and just as welcoming. This week, we are continuing our conversation with Stephen Ruggieri, who is the Director of Training for the Academy for Hospitality Arts. Let's pick it up with Stephen. The next thing is, keep it simple. Um, the, the art of service or etiquette is not complicated. And we don't want to make it complicated. It is, it is really simple. We didn't invent etiquette, but we took it and we gave it our own touch in the way that a plate is placed on the table, a way that it's cleared. And we have our own specific style of training that we developed, but it is simple. And when you said that I had called the entire team back to do something over again, um, it's because we want to make sure that we're repeating the proper way to do something. And that's how you learn. If you don't make a correction and you let it go, then that the, 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 the mistake is repeated over and over. And we want to make sure that mm-hmm. um, it's done properly. The other thing though, is that if let's say I have a classroom of 12 and one person does something uh, different from what I had asked or I, I, I had indicated, that is a learning opportunity for everybody in the class. And we, we really make sure in that classroom that we don't, we don't pick, we're not there to pick on anybody. We're not there to make anyone feel, feel bad. We've had mm-hmm. people come in with no experience. <laughs> And the people with no experience come out with like the best rating. They're like, this was amazing. And then we have people that come in that, that have a lot of, of training that can't remove a plate off of a table or clear a plate mm-hmm. off of a table and secure silver. And it's not their fault because you haven't been taught, right? Or they've right. done something for so long. So that's the next thing is make sure that everything that we teach, we teach it in a very specific manner. And if, and if there's a mistake made and it has to be taught the proper way, we don't change the way we teach it. We just right. repeat it exactly how we've designed it until they get it. Um, and that- I have a question. Sure. Uh, I, I have a question. So what you're talking about is, uh, it's, it's interesting because there's ego involved, right? What, what you just described, there's some, someone who doesn't know anything mm-hmm. and they have no ego maybe. Uh, and how do you build them up and make them feel confident? And then you have someone who has maybe too much training, or as you said, it's like maybe subjective training. So it's like, they learned how to do it the, the Applebee's way. And sure. it's like, okay, well that, you know, how do you, how do you balance that ego? Cause you want them confident. You don't want to say, Hey, moron, you can't do that like that. You, but you also don't want them to take bad habits and, and take them out into the field. So I just mm-hmm. wonder how do you manage that ego? So at the beginning of every class in our training, we make sure that we identify with the team that, uh, first of all, we get a, we do a roll call. How many people are bartenders? How many people are service professionals? And how many, and they raise their hand. And, and I, I basically say, forget everything that you know. And I'm sure everyone here knows a lot. We're going to do this in a very specific way. And we guarantee that two things are going to happen. You're going to learn a lot and you're going to have fun. And I, and I think, it, the, the interesting thing is I don't know the experience of people of what they've gone through, if they work for other companies and what that training looked like and how, or how they were treated. But I guarantee you, they are not expecting what we deliver. And it's, it's a matter 
Yeah. And it's, it's a matter of letting their guard down. Um, people don't like to be talked to people like to be talked. You like to have a conversation and we take their input. It's important, but at the same time we teach what we teach and it's important to do it the way we, that we do it because it works, but we're flexible. Uh, and we will allow we, students are engaged. It's not just do as I say, it's how did that feel? Did, did you have a good time? Did everyone enjoy the training today? Um, and, and because they're included in, they're part of it, they're not just there to visit and leave. They're part of it. And in addition to that, we're a community. Uh, Mike has said this, I believe in the, in the, in the first uh, episode one is that we're a community mm-hmm. and it, it takes a community to, to make major shift and paradigm shifting so that there, we can have a consistent uh, way of service throughout the United States, right? Everyone knows how to put a plate on the table, mm-hmm. but if we're all doing it the same way, we know what to expect. And the amazing thing is, you know, you just get into a car and you turn the, and you, you turn the key and the car starts, mm-hmm. you know, before you press the button, which is now the new tech, but you know, you take the key, you put it in, you turn the car starts most of the time. And that's what we wanted to do. Just do this. And you know, the car will start. You just put the key in and turn it. And the trickle down effect is that if event planners know exactly what the service team is going to do, not only do they have confidence in the service team and know exactly what they're going to do, they can go do what they need to do, but it's a team effort. Mm-hmm. Every, I know with my left and my right arm are going to do it every moment because there has been a training set in motion that is exactly the same across hundreds. And we've trained over a thousand students and it's been amazing. The other thing that happens that if everyone knows what is happening and they're all doing the same dance step, if you will, you have this beauty of service that just, they come together as a team and the, the magic, like doing synchronized service, if everyone is in sync and mm-hmm. when it is done correctly and properly, it is, it is beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful experiences you'll have if you ever do fine dining. So that's the other thing is the cohorts and the teamwork, being on site, knowing exactly what to expect. It, it's, a, it's magic. I mean, it's just amazing to hear, you know, some of the thoughts behind uh, what, what I was a part of, you know, I've gotten to know you a little bit better now. And so I understand that you do take personally a lot of, you know, the care that you put into all the training and everything. And so that's, it's a really beautiful thing to know that someone cares, you know, because when you have educators that don't really care, and like you said, just like the talk, (laughs) You don't learn too much usually, you know, you turn off. Um, but I, I do want to transition really quickly because all of what you've said is is incredibly valuable. Now I want to take a moment and just talk about how do we put it into practice or how are you putting it into practice now? What are some of the things that, you know, like the, the what's the transition that the AHA has mm-hmm. made Great to meet question. this moment of COVID? We have our, we have our sites um, on we are, we see the light at the end of the tunnel. We know from the academy's perspective, when we're teaching service skills and, and etiquette, that uh, many of, uh, I mean, the restaurant industry obviously has seen is devastated, right? Um, and once we get back, get back to it, and business is open, and we're we're running events, there's going to be an extreme need for service excellence and training again. Many of of the workforce has in, in our case has left New York or left their jobs or there are no jobs. And it's been over eight months now. So there's definitely going to need, there's going to be a need for upskill and to, for fine tuning, especially in the fine dining market. 
and also restaurants and fast casual and casual. So we understand that. But what is what is right now with COVID, we realized, okay, we know because we're, we, we will eventually be open, but right now, what does that industry need? And then th- we began to, to shift our focus and develop training specifically for um, COVID-19 and developing manager roles for uh, what we call the COVID hospitality compliance officer, which is specific to COVID mitigation, compliance, and leadership so that we can get back to doing what we love to do uh, and open safely. Uh, That's really reassuring. I mean, being a part of some of those conversations, I do know that, you know, there's just so many unknowns out there, but, but what makes me feel better is that people like you and Mike and Richard, who we will meet soon, I promise (laughs) listeners, I know you're dying to meet Richard Hawk, the man, the myth, the legend, but you know, there are just some of some of you doing it right now that just makes me feel so proud to be a part of this industry because, you know, there are a lot of small businesses and people that that just don't know what to do to get the regulatory agency off their back to have access to concise information and to have someone have confidence come in, say, I'm a leader, I'm certified, I'm going to help ensure the mitigation and compliance at this workplace, whether it's an event, whether it's a restaurant. I just think it's really cool that, you know, you take the care and and love that you put into that classroom with those students and the fine dining training and the casual drink and all that training, and then give it to people in a setting right now that meets this moment. I just think it's a really cool, special thing to be a part of. And if you'd like to learn more, make sure that you go to ahaexcellence.com and you can learn about our safety courses. I want to really quickly, just on the way out here, uh, and and obviously we could talk for hours and hours, and maybe we will in a future episode, but I want to touch on something I mentioned, and uh, you can maybe just quickly tell us, what is the what are the four Ps? Because everyone's like, he said he's going to talk about it, so now we're talking about it. What are the four Ps, and where did they come from, and how did they play into our training? So the... The, the th- well, it was four Ps, but we broke it down to three Ps, but the four Ps are punctuality, presentation, performance, and then the fourth one was professionalism. So, and I'll go through them quick. It's really a matter of expectations and also what does a team have to do together to, to support each other? It's about respect for each other on the team and your cohort that you graduate with. And first of all, it's punctuality. You know, you have to be there on time. And being there on time in our industry, if you're on time, you're late, right? Um, you want to be there early enough to be sure that you have a moment to just, you know, get yourself together, be in, be in your attire uniform and be ready. And in our case, in the catering industry is being, being in front of the captain or the manager um, at your call time so that you can start your meeting. Um, and that shows a lot being punctual. Mm-hmm. I'm sure many of us uh, here have friends that um, <clears throat> are habitually late, missed a movie, missed a show, et cetera. Mm. Uh, how does that make you feel? And that's really the message we deliver. So it's, and it's really being there for your teammates. So be on time, be there on time for your team so that you're ready to go and you're ready to rock it on the event. The, the next one is presentation. It's, it's one thing to show up on time. It's another thing to be pressed and ready to work. You know, if you, if you ever been on a first date or job interview and you're pressed, how do you feel? You, you have confidence. 
Now imagine having an event with a hundred service professionals, all pressed and ready to go. It sets a standard and it sets a, a first impression, which you make right off the bat and it's consistent. So now, you know, if I'm, if I am the client and I'm booking a hundred staff for an event, I need to know that first of all, people are going to show up and be on time and they're going to look amazing. That's 90% of the battle. And it just happens that they're all trained. So everyone has experience, which gets to um, the third and the fourth P. So performance, know what you got to do, listen to what needs to happen and perform at your best. Give it 110%. And one of the things that we talk about in class and, and you know, we've been out of the classroom for so long, it's just great to talk about this is you're, you're, when someone does something and they may not be doing it the exact way, maybe the event planner wants to, the, your teammates support you, right? So let's just say for some, maybe someone is, is feeling, maybe one of your team members is feeling faint or, or they, they're not comfortable or confident pouring a, glass, a, a bottle of wine mm-hmm. at a table with beautiful silk uh, table linen. Then you go over that and you help them. And that's part of the community. It's not for each person, you know, everyone's out for their own. It's, it's giving that, giving that back and that's performance. So how well you perform, but also how well do you support your teammates? Cause that's, that's what it's about. And I, I've said this before people, you know, I can set a dining room by myself for, th- for a seated dinner for 300, which is about 30 tables. I can do that by myself. It's going to take me a long time and the event's going to be over by the time I set those tables. <laughs> I need a team of, of professionals to make it, first of all, make it enjoyable uh, but also to make to to make it uh, make it fast and you know do it correctly and you know be be timely. So that's the performance part and the professionalism part is when it comes down to service professionals. We're professionals. We're not numbers. We're not bodies. We are highly trained individuals and not for nothing. But this industry is probably one of the most difficult industries to work in, just for the sheer amount of of what you're managing or dealing with. So many people want so many different things all in the same event, all on the same table, and that you have to keep your cool and keep your calm and carry on and be professional and let it roll off your shoulders. And I can, like we talked about stories. I've, I've worked, you name it. I've served the Dalai Lama. And there's a lot of pressure that comes with that. But if you have a team supporting you that have your back, you can't go wrong. And, and that's really important. Right. I do feel that feeling of uh, warmth and comfort uh, when you are on site and there is something going wrong. The captain, if if you or Richard were there, everyone is on your side. We're all doing this together. Whatever it is, there's one entrance, one exit. We'll figure it out. You know, there is a, a certain level of like in it together, no matter what, that makes you feel better, that you don't always feel when you are trained with other places or you're working with uh, people that have been trained other places. So very grateful. And yeah, we've been on events. We've been on events where you can part the team with uh, like, like the sea because some people are in it to win it and uh, others that don't feel like um, they either add value Mm -hmm. or are being valued, uh, aren't interested in helping. And that when coming back to the Academy and how we teach everybody matters, everyone matters. And that, and I, I think that's really what sets the difference. And we, we talked you, at the beginning, you had mentioned other, the way that other people train. And I can't speak to everyone because everyone has their own style, but we, myself, Mike and Richard have had the opportunity 
to, to sit in on some trainings. And the one thing is, the one thing is true is that you have to care about your students, what you're teaching and, and, and that they're being treated as professionals. And if though you don't have that, that, that mix, that magic, then why do it? If, if you're training just because you have to train that that's communicated, they get that. And they don't feel like they have to be there either. And what's the importance of me learning how to do this? If, if you don't care, then I don't care. Mm-hmm. And we care because we care about the students. We, we have compassion because we have right. done it. I have done events in 110 degree weather in a tuxedo. <laughs> I know what that feels like. Oof. So we want to make sure that, that that's conveyed and that they know that, listen, been there, done that. Just follow our lead. We got your back by the end of this, you're going to be much more confident and you'll, you'll know, and they under, and we understand, and that's important. They need to know I'm from the Midwest. I just moved to New York city as an example. I, I worked at such and such a, a restaurant, but I have I have no fine dining experience. And I go, can you dance? Hmm. And they go, yeah, I can dance. I go, then I can teach you etiquette. Easy. There you go. Absolutely. I think that's a good place to leave it for everyone. Um, we will have to leave it there, but the Academy reserves the right to interview you, Stephen, <laughs> or ask you to attend this podcast recording as needed. So look forward to listening to Stephen Ruggieri, our Director of Training and Course Development, sometime in the future. Make sure that you subscribe to the May I podcast wherever you find your podcasts. Follow us on social media. All of that information is in the, uh, in the description of the episode. And until then... The next time when we ask, may I? Ta-ta for now.